Welcome back to the Project Happy Place podcast. I'm so thrilled to have our next guest on. She's somebody that I've met in 2022 through a dear friend, and I'm a connector, and I know she is as well. So pleased to bring her on to share about some of the work that she's doing. So Abigail lives to design impactful solutions to unlock human potential. As a linguist and ethnographic researcher, Abigail served as the community wellness research lead at UCSD's Lab of Comparative Human Cognition. So that is a mouthful for sure. And I can't wait to hear more about what she's done. She did at that organization where she was for five years. She started and built a hundred member yoga community at a brick and mortar studio before moving into corporate training. With a team from the Center for Creative Leadership, she designed and facilitated a program to fuse professional and personal development using mindfulness and improv comedy. Past clients include Atlantic Records, the U.S. Navy, UPS, and UCSD Rady School of Management. In 2019, Abigail partnered with the founder of Karn Leadership Strategies to facilitate leader and team development through gritty outdoor adventures and executive coaching. Welcome to the Project Happy Place podcast, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. It's an honor to be here. Of course. And like I said, I mean, it's quite an impressive um, bio. I think what I love the most about it is that your experience runs deep in the community. So it's such a well-rounded background between academia and then obviously, you know, with the community organization through yoga, and then your Center for Creative Leadership experience. So you come to the table with such a breadth of knowledge and and many different backgrounds. So I'm just, I've always been struck by your commitment to get leaders outside. I think you do a really nice job at explaining to people like the science and meaning behind getting people outside to do gritty things and how that can really enhance their leadership. So what inspired you to really get into this and start the company in 2019? I started my career in academia, studying adult development and experiential learning through ethnographic qualitative research and became frustrated by the gap between what we know and what we do in teaching and learning practices. I then got a business management certificate and certificate in leadership coaching and started working with superintendents and nonprofit leaders to use improv comedy and mindfulness to train communication and collaboration skills. I love the executive director of Second City, which is an improv comedy theater in based in Chicago. She says improv is loud group mindfulness. Mm-hmm. She's interested in building communities then in corporate environments. And at that same time, I helped launch the Veteran Entrepreneur Program. And I was, again, frustrated by my life as a professional development facilitator and coach, and then my job as a yoga studio owner and a personal development, um, running retreats and that sort of thing. And But the fusion of those two things, people insisted on keeping them separate. And I mm. said that didn't have to be the case. So I designed a three-day, two-night, retreat for the veteran entrepreneur community at UCSD. And that's actually when I got introduced tonight of all things through a Lyft driver. And (laughs) he, I hired him as a speaker 
to for that event and he had just started caring leadership strategies and that was striking to me because I'm interested in impact I'm interested in ongoing relationships with clients and doing work that matters and he had just left his pursuit of a PhD at George Washington University he was also a mountain guide and taught leadership at the Naval Academy was seeing outcomes from a half day climbing up Mount Washington with midshipmen versus a semester in a classroom. Mm. And so of teaching leadership, the outcomes are there when we experience for ourselves, when we fail, when there's consequences and when we're vulnerable, we know that change happens faster. With his shell of care and leadership, and he had just moved to San Diego, I had contacts and a drive to do meaningful work. And so we partnered in 20. 19. That's fantastic. And I think that it's such a common thread throughout an entrepreneur's story is that they, you know, are frustrated by the system that's in place and they see a way for things to be done better. And then that allows them to kind of create this new path. So I think that's so fascinating that that's also part of your story. And I also love it because I think that entrepreneurs move fast and they get frustrated easily if things aren't changing. So I love the fact that both of you wanted, you know, just saw that the impact was greater and um, change happens faster when you get people in some of these different situations. So again, I think, you know, you've grown obviously over time from that one event to now, you know, let me know how many you're planning for 2023, but you do host events all over the country. So I think um, you, you've obviously made it accessible for people yeah. and have an incredible volume that you're now producing. It's been an incredible couple of years. We've taken to date over 300 leaders on over 50 multi-day adventures. That's not counting our single day adventures and our hikes. And we are national. We have 26 guides who work for us to lead adventures and facilitate conversations through outdoor adventures and coaching. So interesting. And I know we were possibly going to partner together on an experience in July. So, you know, oftentimes a client will come to me and say, we have these like leaders we want to get together. We want to have a sales meeting. And generally I like to, you know, stir the pot and do things a little bit differently. And in that instance, we were possibly going to collaborate on something where people have to wake up early, meet in the lobby at an ungodly hour, 5 a.m. or if not earlier, be transferred to, uh, you know, a local hike, participate in the hike and then share, you know, coffee at the top of the mountain and kind of discuss different leadership challenges with each other. And what I love so much about a situation like that is it's completely different and unique for people to do and it's memorable. So that's an experience that will most likely bring out emotion in them and they'll really remember that for time to come. And then also it just inevitably, I feel, have makes people tied more closely to the organization. So in the the number of events you've hosted and you know having 300 leaders over time, do you have any top experiences that have, you know, really stuck with you over time? For me, the experiences with women groups mm. are particularly powerful obviously as a woman myself and 
understanding the link between physical endurance and feats and translating that into confidence and feeling like I can do hard things Hmm. is quite remarkable. So mountaineering, learning to use an ice axe and crampons and climb Mount Baker in Washington has been a highlight. I, we actually didn't get to summit when I went before and I'm headed back there in 2023. I'm excited to go fourth again and the other that sticks out is black canyon it's one hour outside of las vegas you float down the colorado river in between nevada and arizona and we know that blue coastal environments are found to be the most restorative and i'm particularly a water person so that is one of my favorite adventures where we get to hike through hot springs and stay in campsites only accessible by water it's gorgeous. That's amazing. I mean, I also am curious to hear from you. One of the things I've been trying to do is really, you can measure things post-event with a survey, but I think there's a gap in what we measure before the event to really be able to see emotion and feelings from pre and post-event. So have you noticed just in your own experience, the difference or shift in people from like the time they get to the, the experience to the time they leave? Yeah, we've had some incredible outcomes. When we do our open enrollment events, for instance, there's been poignant moments. One that stands out is a CEO we worked with. I coached her for eight months and she came on two adventures with us. And she was a business owner, had started a mortgage business for low-income folks and was rising in the financial field and shifting into another industry And on a rock climb, she shifted her weight into her right foot and knew she couldn't reach that next hold unless she fully let go of where she was at. And through prompting, she had this insight of, I need to fully shift my weight into this new endeavor in order to succeed. And she Mm. promptly went back and did so, cut ties with where she previously was and moved fully into her new role. And that led her to growth. We see people get promotions often. One of our longtime clients moved across country. And for teams is where our focus is now. It's fun to see the outcomes of North American managers we took out last year, for instance, to Catalina. They see kayaked and backpacked, three of which were over 300 pound fellas who were (laughs) completely out of their comfort zone the entire time. Lots of cussing, but they are so close now. Their uh, program manager that hired us, he says, what did you all do? These folks are family now. They are flying to each other's locations every month. They are inseparable and we want to bottle this up and give it to the rest of the teams in our company. So we're working with them more comprehensively in 2023 because the outcomes were so great. That's incredible. And congratulations on that because it's really the whole point of what you do, what I do in gathering people and to be able to get that feedback from an organization is incredible because those are the things that it's really hard to measure per se, the emotion, but obviously, you know, the feedback there was positive in the fact that these people are, you know, bonded now in a way that they wouldn't have been able to experience maybe in a more traditional like leadership session. 
And that's what's fun is people, we can take people out to mission trails and get a harness on and they're one foot off the ground and they're sweating and they're swearing and they are so human. And that leads then into conversations about culture and people are surfacing fears that they wouldn't be able to say or haven't said yet otherwise. And so the CEO we came out with said, I didn't know how my people were fearful of these different things. And I didn't understand my culture until I came out with you all. And one thing we did launch though, in terms of this is all qualitative feedback, but we're interested in numbers and being precise about our measurements of impact. So we have used Amy Edmondson's work in psychological safety. She has seven validated questions and Charles Feltzman's elements of trust, care, sincerity, reliability, and competence. And we're, we have a team diagnostic now that we use to measure where a team is at and can see then where they are at after a year of working with us or even just one experience. We, we're excited to see the needle move there. Cool. Yeah. And I know that you offer obviously the multi-day trips for people, which is able to, you know, dive in deeper on things. And then for folks that might not have the time to do so or budget and whatnot, there are ways in which you help organizations, like you mentioned on like a more of a daily basis, or even just like a half day adventure. So for folks that are not able to attend a multi-day event, what are some suggestions or advice you have for for people? And I know that one of the leadership hikes that you offered, I, I just remember you stating really specific data about just the power of being outdoors for folks. Um, so if you don't mind sharing anything like that for people, because it seems so obvious to just get outside, but yeah. really what, what the data has shown about how valuable that can be. And of course, a big a primary motivator is the accessibility piece and you don't have to go far. We know that being one to two miles away from your home or office environment creates the same benefits as being in outside and changes your perspective and opens you up to creative problem solving and just a nice minimum viable dose on the research. They say 20 minutes outside three times a week with no phone. That's important. So you're paying mm. To your surroundings to actually absorb the the benefits literally your eyesight changes when we see the fractal patterns of nature so that we become less myopic interesting note but that's 20 minutes three times a week and then in a semi-wild environment we know that five hours per month is what makes the impact and three days per year in a wild environment where there's no cell service and you're completely off grid and your white blood cell count goes up and stays up for 30 days after you spend three days outside in the wild. So that immunity affects, mm. we can talk a lot about the health impacts that's been wildly studied, but our expertise comes in drawing the lines between business outcomes. So there's research on creative problem solving. When two groups go one walk through an arboretum and the other walks through a downtown skyscraper environment, and they were able to solve problems 20% better in the nature environment after just 20 minutes. So you don't have to go far. And one of my favorite things is hearing from HR leaders or senior tech leader. There's one fella who says, now I tell my teammate the night 
or rather a direct report the night before to bring his walking shoes. And I do all my performance review conversations outside. And he's mm. in Minnesota. I understand weather kind of <laughs> a big factor, but we can do more than we think with less than we think. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, and then I just am always so enamored by all of the breadth of you know knowledge that you come with. Just um, I think also the fact that it seems as though, and you can elaborate, that you're always seeking to learn more. So I'm just curious from like a personal development standpoint, like who what podcasts do you just admire, listen to, or leaders that you kind of just like soak in what they're saying? We look to McChrystal Group is a company we actually started working with their facilitators and team leaders, but at that culture and strategy level, they're a a big inspiration. We look to Stephen Kotler on flow research and getting Mm. teams and individuals in flow. We look to, for podcasts, there's a great one called From the Green Notebook that interviews military leaders. And that's a great source of inspiration for strategy and business and creativity. And there's so many. We have a, a resource page, but those are the ones that come to mind. Atomic Habits is a staple. We're going to be focusing on goals and habits here to kick off the new year. So James Clear and Charles Duhigg with The Power of Habit, we know that excellence um, is a habit. It's repeated beingness is the mm-hmm. virtue of excellence. So uh, we look to stoic philosophy all the way to cutting edge research to inform our work. Great. I love that. Um, so as you kind of look at 2023, you've already mentioned some of the things that you'll be focusing on for the beginning of the year. What what gets you excited about, you know, the year and goals for for the business? I'm looking forward to working closely with teams on comprehensive leader and team development and culture strategy. So one organization we're working with Rexel Electronics to take their executive team in the Southeast on four single day adventures throughout the year and pair that with coaching. And that's our sweet spot is doing these peak experiences and working with individuals to make sure that they stay accountable for the commitments they made. Easy to do on the top of a mountain to say what you're going to do, but Mm. harder to implement on a daily basis. So that engagement is one that's quite exciting. And as far as for my outdoor guiding goals, I'm doing swift water rescue training and avalanche training, which opens up some new territory for us and is personally exciting. That's awesome. Uh, well, for somebody that obviously is passionate about being outdoors, we did ask you, what is your happy place? And your answer made me smile because it said outside in the ocean, on the top of a mountain, in a tree-filled tunnel on my gravel bike, and with my dog on a long hike. And what I loved the most about that answer was the specificity in the tree-filled tunnel on my gravel bike. And what makes me smile is just the fact that what we try and do is just inspire people to think about those moments, and they can be very simple moments, where they're happy, where they find joy, what gives them energy. And I think sometimes in our very busy lives, we can let that stuff slide 
And we forget to take time to do those very simple things that just energize us and, and make us happy. So thank you for sharing that answer. And then, you know, in closing, we always like to ask people, um, you know, what energizes you? I know you answered it in that, in that answer, what is your happy place, but anything else that you would like to elaborate on that kind of helps you, you know, I know the the life of an entrepreneur is, can be challenging, takes a lot of energy. So anything that else that really, you know, helps fuel your passion for what you're doing. Two things come to mind as a San Diego, and I'm lucky enough to live in the ocean. Mm. I've timed it so that I can get, I, I can get into the ocean, come back, take a shower, have a hot tea in hand in, in a half an hour. <laughs> and that's, that's incredible. <laughs> fantastic resource and completely rejuvenates me in a way that nothing else does. And the other is getting to know people on a one-on-one basis. Coaching energizes me and I'm training our guide team in coaching skills in the coming months. And that idea of not sitting across from people, but sitting beside people and letting Mm -hmm. them show you their world and being able to point out things that they may not see, serving in a guide as a guide in that capacity energizes me a great deal. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I thank you for taking the time to do so. I'm so excited to share your work with others. And as mentioned, I'm a connector and I love identifying needs in organizations. And I think that this applies so much to people um, now. Just, you know, we've gotten so comfortable, a lot of us in our remote work environments, but the data that you've shown and even just, you know, getting outside of your home environment, it doesn't even have to be far in order to you know, really collaborate more as a team. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being on. And we are so excited to see what comes with your business and hopefully partnerships with our business in 2023. Yes, I'm excited to hike with you next year and think about how we might collaborate. And I appreciate you putting this together and getting people to realize the happiness that exists in everyday moments. I think your podcast is an inspiration and I'm grateful to know you, Jane. Thank you. Same here.